Hey guys, thank you so much for coming back and listening to episode two. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk about today. We have a couple different topics in our movie news, and then we cover things like Uncut Gems, Dracula, and of course the final episode of The Mandalorian in our This Week in Geek segment. So stay tuned and let's get that intro music rolling. Welcome to the Band Pal Podcast. My name is Justin. I'm your host, and this is not a one-man crew. Returning from last week, we've got my friend Roman. Hello, hello. And then we've got my one of my really good friends, Andrew. I've known this guy for like 20 years. What's up, Andrew? What's going on? What's going on? Oh, nothing much. Just back for another week of talking pop culture. Just a thing that we all love. We all love to learn more about. And something to keep us all united together. All right. So one of the first stories I want to talk about today. Uh, let's see. We have the Uncharted movie. Uncharted, uh, as as most or of you guys know. Or <laughs> Right. Exactly. The undirected movie. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, the Uncharted movie, it's, it's of course, as if, if you don't know, this is uh, Tom Holland, the guy that plays Spider-Man. Uh, he has been cast as Nathan Drake who is the star of the Uncharted video games. There are four of them. Well, technically five, I think, but he's only in four. So this this movie just lost its sixth director. Uh, looks like Travis Knight was scheduled to do this. And you might know that name from Transformers recently. He just did the most recent Transformers movie, which is Bumblebee. Personal we'll favorite of mine. Oh, yeah. We'll def- and we'll, we'll talk about Bumblebee a little bit more here later. <clears throat> but, uh... Let me just kind of run down the list of people that have been attached to this. So we, we've, we, we've got guys from 10 Cloverfield Lane, uh, Silver Linings Playbook, Pixels. Remember that Adam Sandler movie, Pixels, and uh, even Arrival. Uh, some, some producers and directors from, from these projects. And uh, wow, like, do you ever think well, that we'll get this? Do you, do you even care? Do you even I care? Know what's wrong with it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'd rather them just probably reboot the um, Warcraft movies instead of chasing well, they have. my dream. But they have. They uh. They just made well, a. Well, they did. I wouldn't say they <laughs> have. They did. Yeah. Uh. When did that one come out? Like two years ago, 2017, 2018. All with the new girl. Yeah. Yeah. And Walton Goggins. I don't think anybody saw it. that. I saw it. It wasn't really that good it wasn't yeah, terrible explains why i had no idea that existed <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't very good but it wasn't <sighs> yeah it just wasn't good i'm a really big yeah. fan of like the tomb raider video games i have been one of the first playstation games i ever played was tomb raider 2 uh so that series just has a really special place in my heart but if you've ever played these uncharted games they're really fucking fun it's a lot of like explosions and gunfighting and like modern age Indiana Jones stuff. Yeah, pretty much. It really is. Yeah. There's tombs and and lost cities and all kinds of really cool shit to explore and discover. Yeah, yeah I just I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Like I can't but, believe this it, this at this point it's Tom getting Tom Holland being the lead and Mark Wahlberg being attached to it. I want to know what the problem is. Why can nobody make this movie? It has to be Sony. I, I think like, a lot of it is probably Tom Holland. Uh, like he's just a really busy guy nowadays. He's about to start doing like a third Spider-Man movie. He just so you uh, think Uncharted just Sony just keeps putting it off. Yeah, I mean, and like, the directors are just getting tired of it and moving on. 
look at the success of other video game uh, franchises, you know, like like video games that have been brought to screens. I mean, the most recent successful one, I guess, is Witcher. Yeah. Besides that, you can't really name very many. Well, yeah, now Netflix in production to to do the Zelda series. That's very that true. That should be really good. And I mean, I think Netflix is just killing it. Like, oh yeah, series series might be the way to go. Oh yeah, series because people people want more content now. Very true. Streaming has spoiled us. Like we, yeah. a two hour movie just doesn't do it anymore. We want to watch. 45 minutes for 10 episodes like we want the sagas and some shows some some ideas really couldn't be done in movies anymore like you couldn't do stranger things in a movie yeah I feel you that. have to have all eight episodes yeah eight hours mandalorian you couldn't have done that well maybe some of it you could have done you could have cut out a couple episodes you could have still of it out. even look at dc's success with the arrowverse yeah, yeah, Very true. exactly. Completely shows you how much that took you eight years. <laughs> that took eight years of watching just to get to where we're at now. If you started with Arrow, and I mean, there's even been like a Flash movie in talks for so long, and like it's kind of like why, you know, when you have the Arrow or uh, when you have Flash on the small screen. Well, because they know that he'll sell tickets on the big one. Right, but I mean, that's another movie that's kind of Flash movie. That's another thing that's angle. kind of cursed with all the like losing a bunch of uh, you know directors, just like the the Chan- remember the Channing Tatum. Uh, what is what's that character's name? He was supposed to play Gambit, the Channing Tatum Gambit movie. That's right. Yeah, uh, it's that that officially died a couple years ago, but that was in it production. Been, it made for, a great Gambit. Yeah, would have that would have uh, that would have been a good one for Fox to have under their belt. Yep. Who knows? Maybe we'll get it soon. Um, speaking of Fox and Marvel in general, we also have the future of Deadpool that we're looking at. Ryan Reynolds recently said that we're working on it right now with the whole team. <clears throat> um, by by team, we're hoping that it means Rhett, Reese, and Paul Wenrick, who are the writers of Deadpool 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. The, both of those movies are... I I I love I love them. I think they're great. You hoping that team also includes, you know, like Disney as in Marvel Studios Disney? Y- yeah. What a I I think that they can they can do some. I don't know. They've I mean, dabbled. They have in... the right now. They can. He can pop up in any Marvel movie now that they own Fox. That's true. Uh, I did on this topic. I did read an uh, article today about how. I think it is either near confir- confirmation or getting or is confirmed that uh, Deadpool will be making his debut in the MCU in Doctor Strange. Oh, that would the, be so cool. Sequel. So I think that Deadpool cameos are going to replace Stan Lee cameos. Mm. It'd, it'd be a really good way to go. I that mean, would be the only one in the Just like they Marvel did in the comics. Yes. Yes. I could see that's how they do. How do we do cameos now that Stan's gone? Well, we have Deadpool. He can just pop up and everything now. Oh, that's a really good idea. I like that a lot. I really hope that is something that they play with. I can. I really see that happening as the as the new phase of Marvel goes into their cameos. It's just going to be Deadpool. 
Oh, that is incredible. And everybody's going to want that. They're they're going to go to Marvel movies looking for Deadpool. As, as far as like the violence and, you know, the swearing goes for these, you know, these past two Deadpool movies, I think that Disney could just do that. I mean, they've dabbled in violence with uh, I think the Mandalorian is kind of violent in some parts. Yeah. In, in Endgame, like Thanos gets his fucking head cut off so they have played with it yeah but and it's not they bloody do... or anything there's no it's not. there's no but they recognize that there's like an older audience well the writers Rhett and paul had told entertainment weekly that and this was something i was concerned with with the merge of fox and disney is that marvel has promised to continue to let them play in the r-rated sandbox if you will okay that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I see and... him saying R, but in his cameos being PG thirteen. And that would that would make yeah. sense and be fine. So like when he's in a Disney property, he'll be tamed. But when it's under the Fox label, I think they'll just let him have at it. And you could even play that off if there was like some big event where Deadpool was just you know, like just a part of like he could just he could and break that PG-13. fourth wall. So if you're going to have anybody cuss in your movie, <laughs> you just have Deadpool show up and do it. Yeah. And I mean, and he like, could he could break that fourth wall and just be like, oh, you know, like the big the mouse told me I can't say anything. <laughs> or, or like, I got to yeah. watch. I got to watch my mouth for this movie. Sorry, guys. <laughs> there's, there's too much potential for him to have some comedic relief with that. That. Yeah, that too. He I mean, could, he could. He, even if it says it comes up in a Spider-Man movie, he'd be like, what the fork? And then <laughs> there's a fourth wall break right there. Like, oh, I must not be in my movie. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they could definitely pull something. They could they could keep they can separate Deadpool from the MCU and also have him in it and just pull it off. I, it would definitely work. Plus, you know, uh, they get a lot of shit. But I, I do trust Disney with a lot of these properties that they've they've gained. Disney for a reason. Yeah, I mean, if you, I, I mean, I don't like that they own so much of it, but at the same time, like, uh, I, I still watch, you know, Family Guy and stuff, and they, they rag on themselves with, you know, they're being owned by Disney and things now, but they still, they still, uh, you know, push the limit at the same time. So I'm not too worried. Yeah, they're not, they're not scared to if it's not Disney's name per se on it. True. Right. So one thing I did want to talk about, uh, or well, does anybody have anything else? Any other like movie news or TV show news that you guys have heard recently? I have a, I have a hope. So you know how, so Disney's announced uh, that they're going to do She-Hulk, right? Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I think because she's already in the Disney sandbox now, they need to get the girl that was in the Mandalorian and in Deadpool. Okay. Oh, the yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the like... the thick one, the less <laughs> angry Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, I think she'd be a perfect She-Hulk. Yeah, I could, I could see her as She-Hulk. Isn't She-Hulk a lawyer as well? Like, she, I have no idea about her backstory. Yeah, yeah, she's a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, I think she could pull off like a assertive lawyer, and then also you Hulk know, out. Hulk out and. Just be this ruthless. I don't. I don't know. But that... still be and still be beautiful. It's like that, like that Wonder Woman quality where it's got to be like an Amazon, like a big old woman, but it's also got to be a beautiful one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel that. I There's a teeter totter there. Well, speaking of uh, Disney, like I guess Disney Plus series. Um, so rumor has it they're looking at 
Daniel Radcliffe for Moon Knight. Oh, man. Harry what? Potter himself. As Marvel's Batman. Yep. It should be pretty interesting. Considering, if I don't know if you guys know any of the background of Moon Knight, but the character is pretty much, uh, he's crazy. Multiple personality disorder, gets possessed by an Egyptian god. He has a lot going on, and I think they can make a really good, you know, intense crime thriller with that character as a series. Oh, definitely. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Roman? Roman's not a fan of Robert Pattinson. You know what? I'm not. And I'm, I'm so, I was just having this conversation with Ryan, and I'm scared. I'm really scared that it's going to win me over, and I'm going to be walking out of that theater going, God damn it. That was a good Batman movie. Like, I see. So I've seen like some on-set photos of him in Bruce Wayne attire, and it it didn't look horrible. And I just saw that the rumor is that they actually have the blimps on set to be flying around like in Gotham, like the animated series. Oh wow, that would be really cool. And I'm like, dude, this movie's going to win me over. Plus, look at the amount of villains and stuff that are in it. Like, yeah. That's right. There's, what, three or four? I mean, Riddler, Penguin, and Catwoman. Catwoman, Catwoman yeah. Um, yet, you know, that's something that I really feel like we missed out on Ben Affleck's Batman was, uh, especially... Dude, he had it Yeah, like, especially with the Nolan films, I don't know, just Gotham itself is supposed to feel like a character... Uh, you know, it always does in the comics and the Arkham video games. Gotham itself always feels like a character. And do you know what Batman movie Gotham felt the most alive and as its own character to me? Are you gonna say Joker? Batman and Robin. Batman Forever. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Dude, the way that the city was lit, he jumped through the buildings and landed in his car when that when that alley fight happens with the gang yeah. like there and there's so much detail that went into gotham in that movie i feel like that is a good and i re- and i really hope they kind of go back to the you know modern gotham but where it still has that what 1950s feel to it yeah, yeah. like the animated like the TV series hold it yeah. off perfectly yeah it is it is always usually portrayed as like this old school i don't know like gargoyles on top of skyscrapers old, yeah, and the, shit the cars are older yeah all the cars they're always like 60s cars yeah i feel that that would look really cool i don't really know too much about the batman movie i don't know like what kind of like what what the age it's going to be I set heard in, is it's, what it, year it was kind of being based off of the long halloween Ooh, yeah that's what okay. i also heard that's that's a good comic too that's interesting i've heard that his suit's supposed to have the classic blue and gold oh wow it, damn it Amanda. just wait until wait until these first images pop up yeah like remember when they did with aflac and he was standing next to the car yeah Dude, we all lost our minds. I did. I was like, thing, but... I was like, that's fucking Frank Miller's Batman right there. Holy shit! I'm about to see this. Yep. And now we're about was... to see a blue cape crusader. I'm all, yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. Ooh. And his eyes are supposed to be uh, that classic all white, like all white. Yeah, that's Ooh. what I heard. They're going doing the all white like Spider Man. That's really cool because I think the Spider Man eyes in this new one are just really, f- yeah. They really they good. nailed it. They finally figured out how to do his eyes. Yeah, hell yeah! They, they needed that adjustment because it gives his character more life, more uh, more. That was the only thing that lacked really in the first trilogy. A little bit more emotion on his face, like even if it's just the eyes, you know, because it's just a mask. 
Yep, can't really like see that's it the all. only thing that really lacked in the first three movies, in the first three Spider Mans. Yeah, was you heard it through the acting, but you and, just couldn't see it visually. And there would be scenes where like half his mask is just you know ripped off or whatever, and we would get yeah, a little bit. But that happened a lot to him. <laughs> I feel that. So, so branching out from the new Batman movie, uh, so this rumor about Ar- Ar- uh, Arthur Fleck not being the real mm, Joker. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Arthur. The Todd Phillips rumor. Yeah, it, the director has come out and said that he could possibly not be the real Joker. Which... See, so is he just trying to keep it relevant, or what's he doing? What's he saying this for? Well, <laughs> I think so. The Joker, and more, and like more than once in source material, he's been thought of as like this idea. And I think what he's trying to say is, you know, like the Joker in this situation is just another idea. I know they play with this in the TV show Gotham. But I felt like oh, they, yeah. I felt like they overdid a little bit in that series with yeah. Jerome and Jeremiah. Yeah, I mean, like two fucking you know guys, and they're just brothers and they're twins, and I'm just like, god damn it, two brothers, <laughs> two brothers. <laughs> I I agree with you because after watching Gotham or not Gotham, after watching Joker, that's what I left the theater thinking. I didn't think he was the Joker. I thought he created the idea of the Joker. Oh yeah, he gave oh, yeah. birth to it. He, like, kind of starts that little, you know, like, that little revolution-type situation. Yeah. So the Joker could definitely still just stem out of that. He could even be the guy that shot Bruce Wayne's parents. Who knows? Um, Well, I mean, if you hear about the alternate ending, that they were, so they were supposed to film an alternate ending. Oh, I don't know about this. Oh, my God. You're so glad they didn't film it. (laughs) So, supposedly, the alternate ending was it was Arthur in the alley that ran into the Waynes. And he shoots both the Waynes in front of Bruce. And then he shoots Bruce. Oh, shit. Um, Excuse me? Yeah. (laughs) That was supposed to be the alternate ending that they were going to film was him just killing Bruce as well. Not my Joker, then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was like man i'm so glad they didn't do that because people would have rev- the movie would have had a completely different feel like the end feel and look and response had they killed the batman yeah i'm i'm glad they didn't do that either i i really like what they did it might be cool to see on like the dvd but yeah never if i would have seen that in the theater i would have the whole movie i would have been in love and then i've been like what in the actual <laughs> you know, see, one of the things, though, about this Joker rumor is that, uh, let's take the very last scene, for example. He When he's in the psych he's, ward. Yeah, he's, he's in the ward. He's, you kind of get this feeling that he's retelling how he got there. To this okay, lady. I like, see. This is, all his, this is all in his head, as far as we're concerned, given the evidence throughout the movie and what we've seen. Now, could his time frame be off? It could very well be. Yeah. He could be, you know, he could be attaching himself to someone in the past, but as far as Batman's age and his concern, I mean, Batman can be his age at this point. They're, they could be the same age, and he could just be, you know, concocting a story. Yeah, that's true. Uh, is the Joker. I mean, like, if you think about it... I don't it, like it, though. I, uh, if they go that route. If you think about it, though, like... Not it, likely, but... It, it would kind of make sense because I mean, there's parts in that movie where you think like he's hanging out with uh, like Zazzy Beats, the the love interest. Yeah, and... I I didn't catch that one until I was supposed to, and I was like, oh my god, 
yeah right like i i generally like because it happens more than once and you're just like oh okay like she just is into this guy and you know what the whole time i was like why why like how the why is she into this yeah like how'd he how'd he score that and then it all makes sense you know when you find out the truth and i'm just like i was just fucking mind blown i was like it was right in front of me the whole time but it was like the sixth sense twist yeah it was like oh my god bruce willis is dead so so i could i could uh i could see that happening him just not being you know none of it was the real official joker none of it being real maybe he because i mean you know, how big of a mindfuck would that have to be to not until you know uh unconfirmed sequel as of now yeah. is is it's gonna be the you find out that you know he was lying half the time anyways but would that and, make would that make the whole movie pointless yes <laughs> if he was just some average joe why would they call it the some joker average joker uh, yeah like <laughs> the, the, then that's I mean, not the joker then you mistitled well, the movie <laughs> arguably he's still not the joker yeah very true hmm it's all just it's it's just such a mind fuck at this point like i don't even know what's real you know they shutter island <laughs> exactly they shutter island us. uh moving on though let's see um it's a new year boys yeah it's, it's a new 2020. year it's 2020 is here About which a is a whole new year of things pop culture things to look forward to one phase of those four in marvel <laughs> you know what I'm not excited about this phase, man. I just i I feel no reason to be excited. I didn't. They, I don't, gotta, they have to really reel us back in if they think we're gonna stay that committed for the next ten years. I just, I mean, you know, two of my favorite characters from this, like, they're gone. You know, Tony Stark is done. Captain America is old now. <laughs> <laughs> like Cap was my boy, man. He was the reason. Like I loved all of his movies, uh, every, every single one of them, and he was he was one of the big ones. And then like the when the whole rivalry with Tony Stark was going down, that was just a really interesting thing to see in the movies happen. And now like all of this, all all of all of these really amazing characters are just gone. And I'm like, well, fuck this, you know. Uh, Black Widow, I don't really give a shit about. I also saw something recently that <laughs> ouch. I feel like if they brought the X Men in, we'd all stay around. I would. I would definitely. Speaking of speaking of X Men, New Mutants is dropping their trailer tomorrow. At by the yes, time I'm by the, familiar with this. By the time this by the time this episode comes out, this trailer will have already been a thing. So Google New Mutants and watch it. So this movie has been done for a minute, Andrew. Right? If I recall, like it was actually supposed to be out last year. I and thought got, it was 2017. It was supposed to be out. No, the concept came out in 2017. Yeah, like this has been. I mean, it it honestly probably may have even been done in 2017 because it had a it it was originally supposed to come out about a year ago and it was just like it was a couple months before release and they were just like not it's like on hiatus like permanent hiatus and I was just like what the fuck uh one of the big stars in this movie is Maisie Williams who plays Arya from Game of Thrones and it's really it's about they're they're what they're like they're kids in a mental hospital I do believe but they're also X-Men it's supposed to be a horror film are they sticking with the horror genre 
I have not looked into this since uh, finding out about the trailer two weeks ago. Yeah, I I haven't. Uh... It was probably Disney's acquirement of Fox that ended up pushing it back, and then Disney didn't know Possibly. when to release it because of the rest of their films. Well, you know, I think it came out after the Phoenix, the op- the Apocalypse, Age of Apocalypse. Okay, uh, which was Apocalypse pretty poorly wasn't received. great, but Nightcrawler was perfect. Yeah, I. He's my I favorite X Men. I hated Apocalypse, man. That movie was pretty terrible. The newest one wasn't bad, Rise of the Phoenix or whatever it was called. I also hated that movie. I was not happy with it. I no? wasn't. I wasn't. No. I wasn't really like digging it either. Um, it's I, it. They just did the same thing as the Last Stand, except with well, aliens. yeah, <laughs> it's the same. I mean, story. I'm also just not a fan of that actress. I think her name's Sophie Turner. She plays Sansa in Game of Thrones. I just, I didn't really like her in that show. Fuck, where was I going? Oh, yeah, yeah. So New Mutants, the trailer drops tomorrow. But yeah, Roman, it's a horror film that's focused around X-Men. So so keep an eye out for that tomorrow. One of the things that I'm really excited about is video games. We have quite a list of really amazing titles coming out this year. Uh, Andrew. Is there anything that you're really looking forward to? As far as games, uh, there's about I got a big three on my list, and that's Cyberpunk 2077, which is coming out February. Yeah, very soon, very very soon. Uh, Last Looks of Us Part Two is coming out this year, that's and awesome. of course, towards gearing up towards uh, November, we got the new consoles coming out, which of course means for us Xbox players, Halo. New Halo, Halo Infinite is coming out, and I cannot wait. Let me blow your mind. There has not been a new Halo game for four years, man. Halo Five was twenty six or four 20, years. Twenty fifteen. I guess that makes sense because I didn't get my Xbox One until twenty sixteen, and Halo Five was already. Yeah, I got the collector's edition. Yep. So yeah, I'm uh I'm excited to jump back in Halo. I I hope I hope it's a good one because I've pretty much liked Halo less and less since two. <laughs> uh, that but that I, I'm biased. That game holds a very special place in my heart. I will say the Master Chief Collection on the one is incredible though. I'm very happy with this, especially and, Halo Reach. Yeah, Reach just uh, launched on that and it is an incredible. Uh, Love that game. Probably my favorite Halo story in the whole series. One of the things that you mentioned that I am very excited about is Last of Us Part 2. This game came out in 2013, or well, the first one came out back in 20... Shit, was it 2013? Yeah. I received this game for my very first Father's Day as a father, and if you've played the game, in the very beginning, the this, this man... Uh, the main character of the game, his name's Joel. He's escaping the town with his daughter and his brother. And at the very end of the, you know, the intro, his daughter is killed in his arms. And I was just thinking, wow, what a fucking emotional thing. <laughs> what a great Father's Day. <laughs> what a present. what a great Father's Day gift. I was just like sitting here, like Jesus Christ, I'm not ready for what is about to happen. Uh, but th- throughout that game, you know, you're you're Joel, and you try to get Ellie who is apparently the world's basically overrun by this disease. And it is based on a real disease that it's a parasite that gets inside of insects. It's really, really crazy. Uh, But this happens to humans. And so they're not exactly zombies, but they're more of, they're like overrun with like a fungus type situation. It's it's really interesting. But anyway, uh, you're trying to get Ellie 
to you know these resistance fighters or whatever because she has the cure apparently and the game ends with you pretty much grabbing her off of the operation table because they're gonna kill her it's pretty intense it is. It's a very like it is a very very intense game, and you know you're kind. Of, it ends with you're kind of left with the feeling like, am I selfish for doing that? Like, did I just fuck humanity because of my own feelings? Is it one of those like decision making games? It's not. No, like it's it's a okay. linear. It's it's one hundred percent linear. Uh, okay. But, but like I'll tell you this. It's not only you know like a lot of these games you're going through like hordes of zombies and shit. And there are situations where you are doing things like that. A lot of it is fighting other people. Like think of like The Walking Dead in that series. You know, they they multiple times they stumble upon other survivors, and then they're like the fucking enemies. They're oh the yeah, ones they that you fight need to worry people about. more than they did the the yeah. walker. Yeah. So throughout the game, you just you come to these different areas, and some are overrun by you know the clickers is what they call them. But a lot of them are even they're they're overrun by like people. So The Last of Us Two, is, Ellie is all grown up, and actually she is the main character of this game. I have yet to see Joel. Well, I guess Joel did appear in a trailer. Uh, I know when this game was like the first trailer came out back in E3 uh, a couple years ago, there were rumors that Joel was just like dead, and she was talking to his ghost, and I was like really bummed about that because. I think Joel is a really amazing character. I I wanted him to appear in this, and it sounds like we're gonna get him. But yeah, The Last of Us Two is, is it's very soon. It's in May of this year. So I know um, I've, I've I do have a couple more that I'm really excited about. Uh, of course, I won't talk about it too much because I we talked about this series a little bit on the la- on the first episode. But Resident Evil Three is is coming out in April. I'm very excited about this. I can't wait. I enjoyed the second one so much. Like I just, I, I'm so ready to jump into this third one. Uh, and then another series uh, who I think that they've been, they've been really killing it is Bethesda's Doom. Doom Eternal's coming out. I know we have a couple friends that are really looking forward to this. If you like listening to Mr. fucking Mr. Derek, Mr. Derek, if you're listening, I can't wait for Doom Eternal. Uh, if you like metal and fucking violence and killing demons. If that's your thing, <laughs> look out for Doom Eternal. Uh, I I don't know a date on that. I know it's coming out in the first half of the year though. But in uh, Netflix just dropped that new Doom movie. Yeah, it looks interesting. It does. I, uh, I I saw. I saw the trailer. I haven't watched it yet though. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to. And who knows? Maybe we'll talk about it on the next one. Uh, Roman, did you have anything that you're stoked about? Oh, I got one game, yeah. Uh, I'm most stoked that there's a new Animal Crossing dropping this year. Animal Crossing? Console. Which, yeah, uh, what's that coming out for, Switch? Yeah, that'll be out for Switch. That's... But there hasn't been a console one, I mean, since the... I think there was one on the Wii. I was going to say GameCube, but there was one on the Wii. So this, I, I love the Animal Crossing games. I don't know. Something about their simplicity. I absolutely love them. Um, yeah. So I'm... I'm stoked that there's a new one coming out for console. Like I don't mess with like the the DSs or anything like that really anymore, whatever yeah, they're like called. It. But so I don't I didn't really mess with those Animal Crossing games. But, but for a console, I'm totally down. I never really uh, played an Animal Crossing game. I think I downloaded the mobile app. The mobile app was fun. I I played it for a solid few months. Really, and then I just kind of died out of it. Same, same, same thing happens when you're on it with a console. I mean, eventually, it's kind of like you know, like a Sims, you know. So, oh, you play it every 
you play it every day and you just it's an everyday game you don't really get on there and game like it's not like a storyline or anything it just, just kind of kills takes place by day yeah it's like a sims but with uh little animals well i do love and you build sims. your own house and collect stuff and whatever oh and you know what speaking of sims i'll actually i'll, I'll be very brief about this because it is something that uh, just came out recently well, it came out last year, but uh, Xbox just had Jurassic Park Evolution free, which is like a park simulation, but for Jurassic Park. You know, you build, mm-hmm. uh, you, you get like dinosaurs and build your own. It's like a roller Jurassic coaster Parks. tycoon park. Exactly. For Jurassic Park. Exactly. Uh, I okay. I briefly played it. It's really interesting. I'm actually kind of caught up in Red Dead 2, which I'll talk about here in a little bit in this week in Geek. I'm really trying to beat that just because I don't like to juggle video games very often. Uh, I can't I can't sit there and have like four different stories going on. But yeah, I, I'll definitely play more of this in the future and check it out a little bit more. The, the little bit of time that I've had with it, that's been a lot of fun. All right, so I think we're going to go ahead and jump into this week's segment of This Week in Geek. I'll start her off. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So uh, this week, Netflix dropped Dracula which was produced with the BBC and the producers of Sherlock. Okay. Oh, Uh, like the, 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 the BBC. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The one with, uh, Dr. Strange and, uh, Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So it was those producers and Netflix that made this new Dracula series. And it's very heavily based off of Bram Stoker's novel. Not, so it's not like, uh, I don't know. A lot of Dracula movies just kind of focus on, you know, he's a vampire and he sucks blood and he's a villain. And in this one, they they focused with the whole charm of him. You know, it's almost like that Ted Bundy charm. Oh, wow. Um, like you. Yeah, the, the, the casting. Yeah, the casting was absolutely perfect for this Dracula. But it follows the um, the book very well. And then they take their own liberties, of course, so it's original. But they did it in a beautiful way. But they talk more about Dracula and who he is. And they go more into, he's not a man of God, but why does he fear the cross? Okay, he does, that's pretty You know cool. what I mean? Yeah. So, like, they go into, like, like, they're like, well, he can't see his own reflection. And they go into, but why? What happens? Why can't he look in the mirror? What is oh. it about his reflection or like, uh, like the sunlight? They're like, why is it that he can't? Why is it that the sun will burn him like that? So it goes in a lot more in depth with the whys to Dracula and who he is rather than focusing on him just killing people. And but each so it's three episodes, but each one's an hour and a half long. So they're like its own movie for it's like three movies. It's like watching three movies in a row. Wow. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that that makes sense. That's the same way that uh, Sherlock is. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I actually saw this really neat billboard. I can't remember where it was, but it was for it's the Dracula, Dracula one. I shared it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's got yeah, like all these stakes in the mm-hmm. yeah in the thing, and then when the sun hits it at the right angle uh, based on where the light is or something, or maybe the light. It was when the sun went down, they lit it with a spotlight. Ah, okay. And then from the side, the stakes created Dracula's face and fangs. Yeah, okay. Man, I didn't even know that. I I didn't catch that that was... uh, Yeah, you could only see Dracula at night. 
yeah, phenomenal show. So yeah, that stuff that just dropped, I couldn't put it down. Well, hell yeah, Andrew. Did you have anything that you want to talk about? Uh, not necessarily within this week. Uh, since That's I'm new okay. to the podcast, uh, yeah, I wasn't prepared for this segment at all. <laughs> but That's okay. I would. Uh, but something that is semi-recent, and my girlfriend actually got me into the show, is The Feed. Have you guys heard of it? It's on Amazon Prime. What's I... it called? The Feed? The Feed. The Feed. Oh, no. No, I haven't. I know you've brief- briefly talked to me about it, but go ahead and let people know. So, it's um, it's a show <laughs> on Amazon Prime based on a uh, best-selling book about uh, this man who invents... Um, a form of social media like Facebook, but it's in the form of a microchip that gets implanted in people's brains. And it turns not just, yeah, very creepy. Uh, It's a drama, but it turns not just, it's not just for Sounds like a Black Mirror episode over a bunch of (laughs) episodes. Uh, It is, yeah. Black Mirror would be a good good example, but um, not in... the, the feed has been around for maybe 10 years, and over the course of 10 years, uh, you know, not, it's not just getting a hold of people, it's not just sending messages. What you can do with these chips in your brain is it pretty much is in control of everything around. Uh, uh, Electricity is controlled by lamps, uh, your house, uh, anything on the street, signs, everything, and everyone is connected. Holy shit. And it's and it's used to um to to share emotion, not just share what you're doing, but you share your emotion and how you feel. Other people can feel it too. Okay. Now throughout the now throughout the series, uh, these people start becoming the taken, as they call them, and they're being possessed, and they're showing signs of uh, extreme violence. They're not themselves, and throughout the series, you discover through this this family who whose father created the feed what the mystery is behind it and who's behind uh taking over all these people's bodies and what happens it's it's extreme it's it's fun it's uh makes you sweat it, it's a good, <laughs> good series and i'm excited for season two to come out is it coming out soon uh it should be fall of 2020 okay so that's a little while that gives so me time you to have watch time it. to get into it and you know uh watch it and you'll be up at the edge of your seat well hell yeah that's awesome uh did you guys see bumblebee yes i went and saw bumblebee in theaters andrew yeah i've seen it i think that's my favorite transformers movie i just recently saw it on hulu a couple nights ago yeah i don't know how i feel about it i fell in love with it and i'm not a big transformers guy yeah, I absolutely loved Bumblebee. I thought it was incredible. Uh, I love the, I love the time that they put it in. Haley Steinfeld was amazing in this. It's been so long since I've seen it. I don't remember. John too Cena's much more in about it. it. Oh yeah, John- that's right. John yeah, Cena. Yeah, you could you could see him the whole movie. <laughs> John Cena. Yeah. He came off. He came off too comic booky, too cartoony to, for See, me. He was the only part that I I didn't like, but I loved because I love seeing John Cena. But I was like, man, this acting's a little too much right now. Well, I mean, for there's a door movies. in my way, and they just throw C four on it, like. <laughs> 
some of his dialogue was just like, oh my gosh. Have you guys ever watched the eighties cartoon? Like the actual cartoon, not just the movie. Like the movie? Uh not, not the movie that we watched. Not myself, no. The uh, one thing that Bumblebee tipped me into the right direction was that since it was based in the eighties and it had that like, you know, family feel besides yeah. you know, the extreme robot fighting that Michael Bay highlighted his movies with. <laughs> yeah. Which I, uh, which I did the, like some it, of that. <laughs> it had that, that overall moral of the story feel good that the old cartoon had that I watched growing up. Oh I, yeah. Dude, I that, that. That, that shot at the end with him and um, Optimus and then the, the, the meteors. Yep. I was like, man, that's oh, what a great movie! They ended it so well, and it really gives the like the uh, Transformers a, a personality, like really makes them feel like people. And it's a nice setup for what Michael Bay did create. Yeah, yeah. I hope. Uh, I don't know. I would really like to see more Transformers movies, but maybe out of maybe the more stem in this... from that world somehow. Yeah. Yeah, they I did. mean, Michael Bay still has another like he left that last one wide open. He did. Yeah, he still got another one. But holy the... shit, man! Someone needs to just take but that away we... from him. Yeah, do we want to go in that <laughs> direction though? Because that's kind no. of extreme. <laughs> no. I, I I'd like to see them painted in a different color. Like, uh, and their animation style was honestly my favorite in this compared to the Michael Bay. Like the Michael Bay ones were just too too shiny. I don't know. They were too real. And in this one, like. You could tell that these were this was a movie based off of a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I loved about it. And they gave, you know, Bumblebee his uh original classic form. Which was which pretty I, yeah, true. Was oh yeah, you yeah, I forgot all about that. I forgot that that movie opens on Cybertron. Oh my fucking god. Dude, yeah, opening on Cybertron, like I was like I wasn't expecting any of this. This is amazing. Yeah. I wasn't either. I remember when I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck is happening? but that's about what i've got for this week dracula and bumblebee well i have all kinds of shit and i'm gonna i'm gonna very briefly go through some of these things uh some some, briefly go through some i know we'll get into more discussion on on them uh because we've all seen them uh real quick i just wanted to say uh i went and saw jumanji 2 a couple of weeks ago i uh, i don't know if anybody or well i guess this is jumanji 3 technically but I don't know. If I will anybody... see it, but I haven't seen the second one yet. Yeah, did you see the first one? Oh yeah, and I thought no, it was second. a perfect sequel, and I I I accept it as a Jumanji movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I was not deterred from it at all. Yeah. So this, I thought, I I really liked this. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect when I saw like Danny Glover and Danny DeVito were going to be on it. I was like, kind of like, what the fuck. But the way that they worked him into the movie I thought was really good. It's pretty much just more the same from the first one. You still really get that that like uh, that family. I don't know. It's just a very fun family movie. I, I took my seven-year-old to see this, and we, she really enjoyed it. And it was just all around just very feel-good. And I thought it was hilarious, which, I mean, you've got Kevin Hart. I just I love the, the Kevin Hart and The Rock's relationship i love jack black um anything that he's in i i I really enjoy uh so yeah more of the same basically for jumanji two technically three and there's a it's 
it's a pretty open ended movie, I thought. Yeah, so, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna keep on those as long as they can. Yeah, and I mean, you know what? If they keep giving me if they keep giving us what they've been giving us, I am one hundred percent fine with that. Another thing that I wanted to talk about, last video game that I'm gonna talk about <laughs> is uh Red Dead Two, which I am playing right now. I think there's like seven chapters in this game. I just hit four. So I'm a little bit over probably halfway through it. I was kind of hesitant to get this when it first came out because when I played the first one, one of the things that I absolutely fucking hated about it was riding my horse literally everywhere in Grand Theft Auto (laughs) and things like that. You know, you have cars and like there's slow cars and shitty cars and then you can get nice fast cars and you know those they're fun to drive like it's really fun to drive cars or they especially dirham shit and just let you fast travel well that's 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 the thing though i mean uh you you can get fast travel like i just recently got it but i had to pay like $500 in game with in game money uh, there's no microtransactions or anything. This is Rockstar. They're pretty good about stuff like that. Once I unlocked fast travel, yeah, it became a little bit easier. But still, I can only... there. There's multiple points throughout the game where you change your like home base. Because your outlaw is on the run. And once you unlock the fast travel, you can fast travel from your camp... But once you're out, you have to drive, like you have to ride your horse all the way back. And one thing, like when you're playing That's a game, a lot of it's, it's it's a lot of horseback riding. And right. one of the, one of the things like about games like this and, you know, like Grand Theft Auto, uh, open world games, you know, Watch Dogs, things like that. When you're playing games like this, where like 90 to 95 percent of the time you're traveling from point A to point B. That needs to be fun and interesting. They made this a little bit easier. Like I can pretty much just put on a cinematic view and hold the A button, but I still have to sit there and hold the A button. And I'm just like, God damn it. Why? Why can't I just like toggle toggle this and, (laughs) you know, sit here and just kind of enjoy the scenery because it is a very beautiful game. And the story is really interesting, especially like the deeper that I get into it, just the characters are uh, like, I'm really, I'm really falling for a lot of these characters. Like I'm starting to think like, man, like, these guys got history like these guys are brothers you know this one kind of doesn't fucking matter like he's kind of a shitty person this is a prequel as far as i know to red dead redemption one so the events in this take place before the one that everyone played on 360 Uh, i never beat that one i know the ending and everything but i never really beat it i don't remember too much of i don't remember too much of how it started so I am looking forward to completing this and who knows, maybe after uh, I do have the first one. So maybe, maybe after I beat this, I'll get interested in the overall story and I'll jump back into that. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to To be honest. I'm just waiting for the undead game. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love the first one. I want the second one. I don't know if they'll ever make it. If they do, they'll probably throw it on online or something like a, an event, like a Halloween event. You know what I mean? Is it possible? But yeah, I just wanted to briefly talk about Red Dead. I'm really enjoying it. It's a very engaging story. It's a very gorgeous game. If you like open world things, uh, if you don't mind riding horses all over the fucking place, definitely check this out. You won't be... Even me, even hating riding horses all over the place, I'm still really enjoying it. So I wanted to talk about something that I just recently watched on Netflix. This kind of came out of nowhere. So I wanted to talk about something that I just saw 
on Netflix recently, and this kind of came out of nowhere. I had no idea what the fuck this was about at all, and I just kind of was bored one day and threw it on, and it ended up being super interesting. This is a three-part docu-series. Each episode is about an hour. Uh, it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. I, I hear know. it gets graphic. Extremely. It, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It, it, uh, okay, so I'll, 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 fill, I'll fill people in on what it's about. So it's basically, this is the description. A twisted criminal's gruesome videos drive a group of amateur online sleuths to launch a risky manhunt that brings them into a dark underworld. So what this is about, it's all centered around this video that I personally never saw or heard of until watching this. Uh, but this was back in like 2010, I do believe. And this video that came out, and this was on you know sites like LiveLeak and all that shit where you can watch you know like gory videos and stuff like that. All those crazy extreme videos. Yeah. Um. So it's it it's it's the video that it centers around. It's called One Boy two kittens and what happens in the video is this boy he's kind of like innocently playing with these cats and then he puts them in an airtight bag and sucks all the air out of it suffocating these kittens a small group of people these kittens are cats kittens right they're kittens yeah they're like little little they're not like babies but they're also not full-grown cats at all and so what happens is this small group of people decide fuck that like, we're going to find this person, and we're going to try and bring them to justice. Like, we're going to try and do something about this. So it turns into this manhunt for, you know, this this guy. And they don't have much to go by in the video. They very briefly get, like, it's like you see the side of his face. That's it, pretty much. But it was really interesting seeing the process that these people went through to try and figure out who it was. I mean, there's one, port, one point where, like... Uh, Think of a video. A video is basically just a bunch of pictures put in front of each, like one after the other, creating movement. You know what I mean? Like it's frames. So what they like something that they do is they break a video down into all the frames and they just sit there and go through every single frame of this video. And I can't remember how long the video is, but it is a shitload of frames, man. And they're sitting there slowly trying to pick out anything they can, like the electric electrical sockets uh they 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 find the vacuum in one of the videos and they narrow it like they figure out that it's only made in north america they see like the surgeon general warning sign on a a pack of cigarettes and they're like well that's only something that they do in america so they basically narrow this shit down to this person and it's just i'm not going to spoil too much about this because if it sounds interesting at all you should definitely see it like you'll go on all kinds of twists and turns during this story and um it's three episodes it's three episodes yeah and it let me tell you like it escalates it fucking escalates. He doesn't just make one video. I'll just say that. So it's just, it was a very intense story and very fucked up. And, um, you know, I just, whew, it kind of came out of nowhere. <laughs> Do you know what that reminds me of that we watched? Oh, I don't know. It was probably two and a half years ago, something like that. Do you remember that documentary we watched on HBO called oh, Tickled? Tickled, yes. Another Tickled. really good documentary. What was I haven't that? heard of that one. It's, uh, it, it was on HBO. Was bizarre and you know nothing really ever ended up coming out of that i don't think if i remember correctly it was kind of like this journalist well they they solve like when they discover the mystery because they went into this documentary without even thinking there's a mystery they're just making a documentary about the professional tickling league 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Here, let me, I, I've got the description right here. A journalist intends to document an international ticking comp tickling competition for kicks. Instead, he finds a bizarre and even threatening world created by a bully with deep pockets. It is, it was what? like, <laughs> it, it, yeah, dude. It was it, insane. We watched it and by the end of it, we didn't even, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. Yeah, dude. I was, we were so blown away. That's weird. <laughs> It is very weird. That's man. what we were saying the entire time. This is weird. <laughs> it's like watching a bad car accident. We couldn't pull ourselves away because it was, it was too bizarre. Just a beautiful yeah. train wreck. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. But a uh, very, very interesting movie. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about before I get into my big one is I recently just started watching this show. Uh, it's, it's, it's on Hulu. It's... It's been out forever, but I just jumped on board and started watching it, and I ended up really liking it. It's the Goldbergs, which follows. There's a there's a guy in show business. His name's Adam Goldberg, and it kind of it's basically a show about his life as he was growing up. Because now he's like a producer, director type writer guy, and um, he like he grew up in the '80s, which you know there's all kinds of amazing pop culture and nerd nerdy shit from the '80s. And it, it really goes into a lot of that. And it's just about his family. Um, and, uh, like, I, I think of, like, Ethics for Family as another TV show that I, I really enjoy. Kind of, like, the same same concept where it goes, like, that that show goes into Bill Burr's, uh, you know, childhood. But this goes into Adam Adam F. Goldberg's childhood. And it's just, it's, it's a family-friendly show. Like, uh, it does swear, but it bleeps it out. And there are some... It's kind of like a modern family vibe with the whole... yeah. Yeah. In Modern Family, though, don't they do like the office style? It's like a mockumentary show. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they don't they don't do anything like that, but yeah, it is like a sitcom-y type uh, show. I don't know. It's just it's very lighthearted. I like there are times where I I don't know like I feel like it takes a lot for me to laugh sometimes, but like this this is just gold i think there's there's times where i was like laughing out loud Gold with goldbergs yeah uh, <laughs> i didn't even realize i was doing that but uh but yeah uh, <laughs> so i just wanted to briefly mention that so my big one this week is uncut gems uh this is the big don't spoil it for me i'm not i'm not gonna spoil it so uncut gems this movie stars adam sandler and a couple other people that you would recognize that have not really been in movies. Uh, the Weeknd and Kevin Garnett are both actors in this for some reason. And I, uh, Lakeith Stanfield is also in this. You may know him from shows like uh, Donald Glover's ATL or Sorry to Bother You. Uh, I really like this guy in both of those. I've, I've, I've watched all of ATL and I've seen sorry to bother you and i th i love this guy I, I can't wait to see him in more stuff i feel like this was a completely wasted role for this guy but anyway uncut gems a charismatic jeweler makes a high stakes bet that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime in a precarious high wire act he must balance business family and adversaries on all sides in pursuit of the ultimate win uh, this did come out on christmas that's when i went and saw it i know i hate to be that guy but i had nothing else to do uh so I christmas went... is the biggest day of the year for cinema right everybody's that guy <laughs> i just had nothing else to do i'm sorry <laughs> but uh but yeah i didn't actually even realize it came out on christmas i thought it came out like a week 
before that. But anyway, I went and saw it. I really enjoyed seeing Adam Sandler in a role that is more serious than, you know, some of his more like child friendly roles. I think the last role that I saw him in where he was like, you know, an asshole and kind of a little bit more real was Funny People, which that was back in 20, 2008. Did you see what was that Netflix movie he did with David Spade? He was serious in that one, kind of. Oh, really? The do-over. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't watched that one. But um, it was kind of like when Jim Carrey did the number 23. It's like, whoa, somebody did something really serious? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to spoil it too much because I know a lot of people still want to see this. And, I mean, my opinion is just my opinion. I still encourage people to go out and see shit that they like. But I just didn't really care for this at all. Uh I thought it was kind of like I thought the plot was very like it was just pointless there were like I said Kevin Garnett is in this movie for some reason the weekend makes an appearance for some reason and it's it's just a lot of like Adam Sandler yelling at people I wasn't really all that into it uh i i will say the the part that i did like about probably the one redeeming part of this movie that i enjoyed was the ending and no it's not because it was finally over but i did think that the ending did do justice uh to like adam sandler's character and you know just who he is and um you know everything everything that happens uh what it all leads to uh it, it's almost poetic in a way well that's good to hear yeah so uh that being said, I still don't recommend it. I still think it is a big pile, steaming pile of shit. But I also encourage you to see it because fuck my opinion. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Uh, Uncut Gems. It's terrible. Don't see it. Did you have anything else, Andrew? Uh, I would. Let's talk about John Favreau for a second. Okay, yeah. Uh, he is slowly Killing becoming it. one of my favorite people in hollywood i agree yeah like there's been little little that he's done that i have not just absolutely loved you know what's crazy about john favreau is like i i don't know the first time i ever heard of him he's in a movie called like oh, fuck it was like couples retreat or something like that yep, uh, it's, seen a, that. it's a comedy and then he's also Judd stuff yeah, and you know what? Now that I think of it, I think Vince Vaughn was in that movie as well. And Vince Vaughn and John Favreau were also in a movie back in the '90s called Swingers. Uh, and it's 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 another comedy where I don't know they're in Vegas doing some shit. I don't know, but uh, he but yeah. also in um, uh, what is that Paul Rudd movie? Oh yes, uh, where Jason. he's getting married. Uh, yes, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's not Yes Man. It's uh, it's not yes Man. No, it's it's Paul Rudd and, and Jason, Jason Siegel. Yeah, Siegel, yeah. Or I love you, man. I love you, man. Yeah, he's played the yeah. dickhead husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, like it's so weird. Like, he's hilarious. He's a funny guy, and then he's also you know, just a badass movies, director. And he came out. He started the MCU. He, you know, did Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 2, played Happy in those and the Spider-Man movies. Um, just pretty much, it seems like anything he touches turns to gold. Yeah, well, I, yeah done, I agree. He's done, done the, the Jungle Book. He's written The Mandalorian. Uh, Lion King, 
that's a big eh for me just because it was. it's almost word for word. It was. There was it not was, it's a really much It's literally the better animation version. That's what upset me about it. Yeah. I was expecting something new to it, but uh, it was the same really exact thing. story. Which, in retrospect, you know, people bitch all the time, like, "Oh, why'd they change that? Why'd they change this?" We finally got something that was like, yeah, but it was with the same script. Basically, the only movie that successfully did that for me was when they remade Psycho with Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates, and they used the original script, and it was a word for word shot for shot remake so okay, even yeah, the shots were that. replicated yeah and vince vaughn played an amazing norman bates i like him i like vince vaughn he did a lot of horror thriller stuff before he broke into the comedy stuff getting back to john favreau though uh there's also talks with disney that they're gonna hand him creative control of disney star wars to him and uh dave filoni who's been a writer and producer. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him, but of the Clone Wars animated series. Oh, uh, so Star the Wars man Rebels. Who knows, the man who really knows Star Wars. Yeah, they, he wrote those, uh, Star Wars Rebels. Okay, and, uh, so the animation side of things in the past couple of years. Yeah, more of the, the... And he's written and I believe directed. No, he's written for Mandalorian. Hey, there's some really good stories in those in those TV shows. Like that would be, that would be a really good duo, a very good team to head something like that. And and I mean, if they're going in the same direction as Mandalorian, which really right now, even out of the new uh, sequels, Force Awakens, all that, uh, Mandalorian so far has been my favorite Star Wars piece that's come out of Disney Studios. Yeah, it is really good. Agreed. Speaking of Mandalorian. Let's talk about that last episode a little bit. We gotta. You can't just not. Exactly, yeah. We talked about uh, episode 7 on the last episode, and now we have uh, the conclusion. Uh, I know it's been a couple weeks, but hey, or well, it's been... Spoiler maybe. alert. Well, we won't, we won't spoil everything. We won't spoil everything, but we will talk about a couple key things. Um, first of all, did you guys catch the cameo? who the stormtrooper was in the beginning. I didn't know until I saw it on Facebook, but I recognize, I recognized the voice while watching, right. but I couldn't put a face uh, or a name to it. Yeah, yeah same thing. Yeah, way. I caught it. Um, so yeah, that stormtrooper, the one that beats Baby Yoda, Dude, or the he's child. He's getting a lot of, of slack for that. He's getting he a is. lot of slack for that. He is. Uh, it's Jason Sudeikis, which uh, I love I love him. Like I think he's so fucking funny. Big movies that he's in, horrible bosses, where the Millers. He's just amazing. Yeah, I really, he's very I really comical. Love his delivery and just the shit that he says is really funny. But uh, but yeah, Jason Sudeikis is in is that stormtrooper. Also, uh, fun fact about that uh, episode is that they did not have enough stormtroopers. I heard about this. And this is so cool. They uh, they invited. Was the five hundred and first Legion? Yeah, it's it's the fans, and it's like a fan group that creates their own stormtrooper armor. Oh, they invited them to you know be stand-ins for that. Yeah, Disney that didn't have the budget to to make that many stormtrooper costumes. Wait a costumes. minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Disney didn't well, have they the didn't, budget. The Mandalorian didn't have the budget. They weren't going to shell out more money for it. 
So they invited that whole group of fans to come out with their with their cosplay <laughs> and be Man, stormtroopers. That's so cool. For that, for that episode. That's awesome. See, that's why I yeah, love this I show. don't know who sh- shared that, but I read that article and I was like, that's really, really, really cool. Extremely. And it was directed by... Uh... Uh, I'm gonna butcher that, his name. That one was Taika, Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti, yeah, yeah. Taika he did. Watiti. He did that last episode. He's also a voice uh, in the show. He played. Uh, he played the robot. In which, the, the heist or the when they rescued that girl's brother episode. No, doesn't he play? He plays IQ. Night. The one that uh, the one that they reprogram to be the like the babysitter type. Is he the voice? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. I could be wrong. Hold on. I thought he did that. Oh. I know he did Green Lantern. Google for this. Right, he did do Green Lantern. I'm, looking I'm pretty sure he was the 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 android from IG11. Yeah. Taika oh, Waititi. Yeah. So he is the voice. So he's the voice and of IG11. Um, uh... Interesting. That's awesome. Yeah, which I thought this was a really big episode for that character. Dude, yeah, when he comes in, guns a blazing, dude. Man, he, just so many moments for uh for for IG eleven this this game or this episode. Well, that and just the relationship between him and Mando, and you know yeah. because of because of the flashbacks that you get back to uh, Mando as a child, and then you know. Yeah, I definitely you, feel like that played a big part here a droid killed his family and that's why he hates droids and that's why he doesn't trust them and now here's a droid saving his life and then watching him like i can't let you die like it was it's, it was very great how they came full circle with that yeah dude i was like all right all right that was a very good payoff one of the big things that i thought was really cool and the last one was the reveal of gideon which is played by none other than I'm gonna butcher this Giancarlo Esposito, uh, who played Gus in Breaking Bad. Uh, I was stoked when I saw him come around the corner in you know like all decked out in his Empire suit and everything. And I mean this is this this will be a spoiler. Uh, at the at the end of this episode, one of the things that we've seen we've never seen this in any of the movies. Or any of like the live action stuff before is a dark saber. That is, Dude, that yes. thing was badass. That is what I'm super excited for. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with I am the not, and Justin I, I was not. talking to you about this. Uh, the Clone Wars the animated series. Right. Those yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not is is the saber in that? Yeah, and they well they have I believe six to seven seasons. And it ties in all the lore of the Star Wars universe quite nicely. They pretty much touch on every topic from Anakin's true prophecy to uh, the history of the Mandalorians and, you know, what happened to them from the time of the Clone Wars to uh, Mandalorian, essentially. And so the Darksabers explained uh, the reason why they're all like the Mandalorians are broken up and then tribes. That's all explained. Um, yeah, all, all in a stuff. cartoon show. That's pretty dope. 
it's it's it really is well written it really is i love it i've only watched i've only watched a couple of different episodes uh and i will say like the fights in the in that show are really good uh they're really fun to watch i don't listen you know it's animated so they can be a little bit more like unrealistic but it's not like a kid show is it i think i mean i think it is but masked under our yeah it has hints it's like teen titans the first one Okay, I see what you're saying now. Where it's it's serious, but you know they still have kid friendly touch ups on it. But you okay. know, if you really look at uh, Star Wars, the whole thing's not really it's a it's a space opera, so it's not really geared towards extreme violence nor uh, you know just for children. It's it's just kind of a, a realistic telling of and- an unrealistic setting. And the Clone Wars, like the TV show, it also goes, it, it fills the gap between episode two and three, because uh, in three, you kind of see the end of the, you know, the Clone Wars or whatever. Uh, so, you know, the series kind of shows you just yeah, all it's, about it's, that war. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like where Obi-Wan, it follows Obi-Wan, Anakin, uh, it really follows a lot of people, Ahsoka, Anakin's Ahsoka. apprentice that um, most people don't know he has. Yeah, she's never and they in even, of the movies. They even follow uh, Yoda's journey on how how he learned how to uh, essentially become the space ghost, or space ghost, force ghost. And, uh, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn gets revisited in that series. Darth Maul. Yeah, um, Darth Maul. A lot of people. Speaking of that, did you all see the, the tweet? So the guy who played him, Ray Park. Yeah, he also played Toad and uh He he posted X-Men. a photo yesterday on Twitter in him in full Darth Maul makeup and contacts oh, and everything. Yeah, yeah. He looked kind of beat up too, from what I remember. He he was like a very older version of Darth Maul. Yeah. And he posted it with the caption, um oh, I'm trying to pull it up. But everybody thinks that it's um you know he's he's back. So that they're filming something with him right now. I have a. I bet I have a good inkling of what they might be filming. I think he's. Rumor has it he's getting his own series. Could be that, or they are doing the Obi Wan series. Ooh, that's true. And and in like in the Clone Wars, Obi Wan and Darth Maul cross paths quite a few times. Yeah, he he comes back with like robot legs or something. Yep. Gets his own apprentice. Uh, oh, it also, you know, explains his origins, which is pretty cool. Speaking of Darth Maul, I just want to plug a little video here. Uh, so if you go to YouTube, type in Darth Maul Apprentice, a Star Wars fan film. If you've ever, if you've ever seen that, it's very good. I think I have, and it's, it's very well done. It is very well done. It does not look, I mean, like, it looks like uh, some decent money was put into it. The chore- the fight choreography in this is so fucking good. Like, it's, it's movie-level choreography, and it's just really badass. Uh, you know, it's really badass lightsaber fights, and Darth Maul just kicking ass, and he's fighting Jedi, and it's just a good time. I just wanted to mention that while we were on the topic of him. I hope we see more. I hope we see more Darth Maul because we just didn't get enough in episode one. No, we did not. He's my favorite Sith, hands down. And he, he barely talked or had personality, but did man, anything. I fell in love with Darth Maul. Yeah, it was just like you saw that double saber and you were like, what the fuck? 
Everybody wanted said. more of him, you know? Everybody. We were hoping he was the next Vader. Like, we thought he was going to be around for a minute. I know. Well, everybody, I think that we've covered everything that we wanted to talk about this week. Um, I, you guys don't have anything else? You're all good? Uh, yep. Yep, we had every topic I wanted to discuss this week. All right, awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, well. You, you know what? In closing, I got... I'm going to start doing this on every episode until it happens, if I remember to do it at the end of the episodes. I'm calling it the Sonic Shoutout, all right? Okay, yeah, yeah. This is a good idea. People, you if you listen to this, you have to see Sonic in the theater when it comes out because of the amount of work that went into redesigning because the entire internet bitched. I swear, if the internet does not show up to support the movie and the redesign... Shit like that will never happen again from big studios listening to fans. What was it? $34 million remake of it was Well, no, 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 no. They added $3 million to the budget to just redesign him for the movie. I mean, it looks like he's going to be in the movie quite a bit. Like, he is pretty much like, just yeah, like Detective Pikachu. So, like, that's a lot of... better go see it because of how much work the animators probably had to go into just to recreate that in such a quick time frame. And I'll tell you what, he looks amazing now. He really he, does. He, he's Sonic. He looks yeah, like Sonic. I'm, I'm extremely happy with him. Me too. I can't wait to and see Jim, it. I'm excited to see Jim Carrey in a role like this again. Yes. Like, he's going to be goofy and just funny. We and... haven't seen goofy Jim Carrey in a minute. He's been woke for a while. <laughs> yes, he has. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. So, yeah, I'm going to start doing those Sonic shout-outs because people have to go support this movie. I agree, yeah. It's definitely something that should be looked at as a win, and uh, people should see something that they've been bitching about. But, all right, uh, we are going to close it down here. Roman, is there anything that you would like to plug this week? Uh, This week we can plug The Retreat, uh, which is actually a short film that Justin uh, worked on with my company, Studio 605. We released a 25-minute behind-the-scenes and the short itself um, on our Patreon page. So you can watch the short and the 25-minute behind-the-scenes little documentary that went into that. Uh, it's a beautiful short, 4K. We shot it in 6K. It's obviously you're watching it in 4K. But, um, yeah, I'll plug that. Justin did sound on it. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Very fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very cold. Uh, we forgot that until we watched the behind-the-scenes again. Uh, Andrew, is there anything that you would like to close with to this week? Uh, what, yeah, what I'd like to plug this week is um, everyone's been hearing a lot about how, you know, Australia has been burning over half a million, or I believe it's half a million, uh, animal lives have been lost in the bushfires down there, and uh, maybe it's a good idea to go ahead and look and see if there's any uh, anything you can do to donate or uh, help out with, even if it's just a little bit of money to... Uh, a certain organization that, you know, since relief down there for all the people and animals and um, whatnot, um, maybe donate to that, help out Australia since they've been burning. Did sure. you see that Steve Irwin's family has saved, like, the, his foundation has saved, like, 95,000 animals? Yeah, man, that's yeah, yeah, incredible. That. It's yep. really amazing to see the Irwins still, you know. Still being the Irwins. All right. We're going to shut it down. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back next time. <laughs>